Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 210th podcast. I can't believe it's we're on our exciting. 210th podcast. That's like 200 plus 10 in old math. No in new kidding. math, I don't know how they do that. Common Core, I'm not sure where that would leave us. I think with new math, we might end up with like 253 or something okay. like that. But anyway, here we are, and, and we're doing our podcast number 210. We're on Psalm 25. Psalm 24, let's just be honest with our peeps. That was a tough one. It was a tough one for us to do the podcast. We're a little bit tired. There's people all around this place. There's people named after you. There's people named Hicks. Uh, there's people walking around. There's people, uh, people pass us by all the time, you know? It's true. We see that look in their eye. Steve <laughs> Green was right, except the look we're not seeing is a look for being lost. The look we're not seeing is a look for, uh, are you guys ever going to get done with those podcasts? That's the yeah. look we're getting right exactly. now. Exactly. And uh, so what's totally. going on with you? Catch us up. How's Thor? Does Thor have a right wife yet? No, Doug, Thor does not have a wife so yet. So we're still looking. We're praying for a Christmas Day miracle. We are. Of a female golden retriever who's not like looking like an Irish set of purebred golden retriever, female between uh, 12 weeks and one year old because Thor needs a wife uh, because Thor can't go through Wesco life without a wife. He needs to make other puppies. But, you know, we have another, we have another option. You know those big, ugly, white poodles? You know those real big, ugly, white poodles? The Great Pyrenees. Are you trying to get No, not going? Great Pyrenees. The white, ugly poodles. They're not Great oh, Pyrenees. Yeah, poodles. Great okay. Pyrenees are about the, about the size of a small car. So if you get a white poodle, an ugly one, like a female, mm -hmm. and then you, like 12 weeks to a year old, and then you have Thor, and God lets them get married and know each other in a biblical kind of way... <laughs> <laughs> they, could have, they could have what they call golden doodles. Uh -huh. People are making a lot of money off golden doodles. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying there's many options here. But the best option for Thor is obviously a Thor-looking girl dog named Dor. 12 weeks to one year old, golden retriever, good teeth group, good mouth, good face look. But anyway, what's going on with you, Stephanie? Catch us up. We, we've spent too much time on Thor in 2020. So what's happening with you? Catch oh. us up. Had a great day at Pensacola. I had a great that day at Pensacola. Yeah, recent, you know, but that Chipotle pork is still talking to me. Yeah, might me too. I'm, I'm just not used to the spicy food. I really like it. If, it if I was here again and they had Chipotle pork, I'd eat it again just to go, just to be able to taste it. Like my saliva built up as I was eating it, and it, it just was that good. Yeah, supper was good. Supper the was very was and the awesome. black beans. Yep, the black beans were good. I like oh, spice, yeah. so I thought that part was great. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you had to go down that trail. What do you mean? They magic beans. A guy carried him, planted him in the ground. They got beanstalks. He tried to yep. go to heaven. Yep. Jack and the beanstalk. What were you thinking about? Don't worry about it. Okay, right. Why don't we just leave that one alone? But anyway, <laughs> here we are, and uh, oh, we're on my. Psalm number 25. So what's what's going on with Emmy? Catch us up with Emmy. I'm missing Emmy. I haven't seen her in a couple I days. I haven't had a FaceTime with Emmy in four days. It's very sad. Very sad. 
But you know what's even more sad than that? Is people who don't know the Lord. It's true. It's true. So listen, we want to talk about Psalm 25, and we want to give you the opportunity to get saved. Stephanie's going to go ahead and read Psalm 25 for us. But we do thank you folks for joining us on this podcast, and we're very serious when we say this. If you're having problems, if you don't know the Lord, if you're going through tough things, mm-hmm. contact us on Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page, just like the podcast, Help for Wounded Spirits, mm-hmm. and uh, contact us out there. Tell us how we can help you. We want to help you. Don't we want to help people? We want to help people. For sure. For sure. Okay, Stephanie's going to go ahead and read Psalm 25, and uh, we pray that the Lord will be with us. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? He shall, him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his soul shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon thine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let, in, let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Let integrity. Boy, I'll tell you, uprightness. So you, re- you read Psalm 25, Stephanie, and what comes to your mind? It looks like a really tough journey that David's going through. Life is a tough journey. Is, yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. This psalm, I cried out many times. <laughs> when? Well, chronologically, very many times over the last two years. So this is a after Charles mm-hmm. psalm. Yeah. 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 And as you cry this out, and it's talking about life can be really tough, can it? Yeah. I mean, you sure. come back, you come back from Cameroon. Uh, you, you finally get moved into your house after living with your folks for a few months. And uh, everybody was trying to rule your life at one point. I got there. Everybody was still trying to rule your life. People still do that? No. No, not much no. anymore? Oh, they don't do it. What? Not much or they just don't do it anymore. Pretty much they don't do it anymore. I like that, man. But, yeah. so, but let's go back to this idea here. So, so you come home. You're back from Cameroon. You're finally getting your own house. All those things are coming on. 
And the journey didn't get easier. No, there were still a lot of valleys. And what do you think the biggest cause that? Well, we know the valley of the tumors, all right? So if we took away the valley of the tumors, uh, what, what were other valleys that somebody with PTSD, that somebody, the journey's hard, David's saying. Journey's going through this. He's, he's talking about, God, just show me your ways and show me your path. Lead me in thy truth. He's, I mean, let's face it. David's having a bad gig right here. Yeah. Uh, things are bad. So, so what do you think? What, 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 is, what is your trigger? What, what made things bad for you? Well, I mean, obviously I was dealing with um, flashbacks. Now, hey, folks, if you're dealing with flashbacks, listen, that's nothing to play with. They're, they're real. They're. And, uh, sometimes you got them. Now, when did you get flashbacks? You mean like what time of day? Or? Yes, yes. Um, mainly at night when it would get dark. So about the time you got the kids to bed, mm -hmm. you got things the cleaned up. the house would up, get quiet. And things would get real quiet. You'd go lay down, and that's where you'd have flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. So probably a lot of people listening are, are saying the same thing. And all, yeah, when I would start to, like, when my body would get tired, where you almost feel, feel like you're losing that control of your brain, that's when they would get really bad. So the busyness sometimes helps us. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's tear apart 25 a little bit. Was there one verse that talked to you there in 25? Was there one thing that stuck out to you? I know for me it was verse 21, let integrity and uprightness preserve me. Yeah, that's I, a beautiful I wait verse. on thee. But was there something earlier on, something in this psalm that jumped out to you? Well, I love verse 14, um, but I would say verse verse 2 is a precious verse because David not only declares that he trusts God and he asks God to keep him from being ashamed, but then he says, let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yeah. And I think there's an incredible thing there where we lose the power of prayer and the power that we can go to God and ask him to do things. I think David felt in, in this psalm, I sense that David felt very worn out, very tired, very overwhelmed. And, and, he, and he doesn't feel adequate here. Right. You know, he obviously doesn't feel capable of triumphing over his enemies. And he maybe none like of us are really adequate, but David's really seeing himself as a human. Yes. That's, that's on our journey, and the journey's really tough. And, 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 you know, I think we can look at this, and we're all on journeys. Journeys are tough. Remember, O oh Lord, thy tender mercies. And uh, we need the Lord's tender mercies. And, and you know, folks, yeah. I think sometimes we, we enter the day without the armor. We enter the day without the prayer. We enter the day without the biblical knowledge behind a devotion. And then we wonder why the journey is so crazy and so hard. Because we're not protected. So what is the armor of God? So if, if we're looking at the armor of God, uh, we got the helmet of salvation. Yep, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. Breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness, which covers your heart and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Keeps you very safe. And you need to cover your hearts, folks. There's so many things in this world that can take your heart the wrong way. And you'll find yourself like David here in Psalm 25, where you're going down the wrong road or you're all upset. If that breastplate's on, your heart's covered. Mm -hmm. uh, the devil's not going to yeah. mess with your heart. Then what comes next? We have the shield of faith. Shield of faith. Yeah, that's a double protection right there. And you feet shod. Feet shod. And what do we gird ways. ourselves with? There's something we gird ourselves with in there. Um, I think we're missing something. I think we are too. 
You know what? We're missing something, folks, but that's why Stephanie's here because she's the best co-host in the business, so she's looking this up. But I'm here to tell you, if you take a look at what the armor does, all of that armor has a role. The helmet of salvation, you know, it covers truth. your head. It doesn't let anything You're crazy. You're supposed to gird our loins with truth. Gird our loins with truth. Wow. Big one to forget. And what are your loins? Your entire, pretty much the whole main part of your body. The good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the whole main part. And uh, we're talking kidneys, all kinds of stuff, stuff going down. Oh, we're not going to get into anything silly. But think about this. Think about this. Uh, truth. Truth. So all the way from the top, the helmet of salvation, covering your brain, not letting anything bad in, going down your breastplate, covering your heart, you're girding things, that your organs, things, precious things to your body to keep things running, and, and you're going down through all this. Is there any boots or shoes or anything yeah, like our, that? Yeah, our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel. Of what peace. does it mean to be shod? Clothed with. You're supposed to be wearing gospel shoes to put it in patch the pirate terms. And I like patch pirate terms. But you know what I'm thinking here, folks? I'm thinking in Psalm 25 that we're going to end up like David sometimes and the journey's going to be tough and we're all messed up. But the journey's always best when you're prepared. And you're always prepared when you wear the armor of God. You're always prepared when you gird on the truth. You're always prepared with the helmet of salvation. You're always prepared with the with shod, with the shot with the preparation preparation yeah. of the gospel so you're going you're ready to go out and share that right you're missing the last part of the armor you're missing the last part of the armor though and what is that that is the all prayer Ooh. what greases all of the armor and holds it together and makes it work the way it's supposed to work so armor is welded together but god's armor is held together through prayer Mm -hmm. Prayer changes everything. I know I've said this a thousand times, and we should probably hear this every day, uh, but prayer lasts eternal. You know, your prayer outlives you. So make sure you pray. You can pray mm -hmm. for your neighbor to get saved. He gets saved. That's eternal. And yeah. there's a lot going on that way. And I think, I think if we just go back and we look at Psalm 25, we know there's a lot going on, and I get that. But we got to remember a couple things. So in verses 1 through 7, uh, the help we need, and, and, and David's there. He's unto you, O Lord. I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in thee. And and by the way, don't go around saying, Oh my God, this is God saying this in His word. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Number four, show me thy ways, O Lord. Uh, number five, lead me in the truth. Teach me again that armor of God. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies. Be gentle to me. Be merciful to me, God. Remember not the sins of my youth. Boy, we need to say that. We need to ask the Lord, you know, we're, we're in an age of grace. God forgives our sins. But the Apostle Paul said he had to die daily from this junk of this mm -hmm. world. So there's stuff in this world that we got to die daily from. There's yeah. stuff in this world that we got to get rid of. There's stuff in this world that we need to make a decision. Hey, that's gone. We're pulling this out of our life. Give yeah. me my black pen. Uh, give me my eraser. That's coming out of my life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so then we go on and we get over here and we're on verses 8 through 14. And it's all about trusting God. And boy, if there's something that we can do, if there's something we can take out of this life, it's trusting God. God can be trusted. And, and folks, so often we say we trust God, but we don't live like we trust God. 
we're not putting that trust action. Yeah, I trust God. I got saved. I did this. Yeah. Or uh, I'm listening to this podcast in the morning. I did my Bible reading, Brother Doug. I, I, I read Sister Stephanie's book. I trust God. No, trust in God requires action. Faith without works is dead. It's totally dead. And as Stephanie quoted the Bible here, it's totally dead. So we need to, uh, our God can be trusted. We need to trust in God. God can be trusted to be merciful. He can be trusted to be gracious. You see that in verse 11. You can see that uh, we must walk in the fear of God in verse number 12 and, and so on and so forth. But God can be trusted. And, and then as we go to these last verses, 15 to 22, uh, David's turning to prayer again. And so often in these Psalms, he's praying. He's wrapping these things up. He's wrapping these puppies up by praying. Yeah. And uh, and we can see over here in 15, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Boy, we get caught in some nets. What are some nets we get caught in? Wow. We can get in nets of our own making with pride and things like that or sin. Sin. Yeah, the different kinds of sin that creates snares. And some people and throw disasters. some nets out there because they're idiots. Yep, and then we 50% deal with the 50% of the nets. world are idiots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, David talks about asking God to deliver him from the snares of the wicked. And, the, you know, he asked God that the wicked would fall into the nets that they've laid for others, that they themselves. So, I mean, the wicked are out there laying snares for us, too, in nets. And people they that are trying to it. trip us up. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, people... Like Judas, there's there's people like that out there that purposely are trying to oh, there's pastors out mess there that are us idiots. up. There's people out there that are idiots. But here's the good deal. But God's 99 out of 100 people are awesome in the ministry. And, uh, you know, I, I know I say 50% of the world are knuckleheads, and they are. But here's the great thing. You don't have to be a knucklehead. Right now, you can decide to trust yeah. God. You can step out for God. It says in verse 17, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. He's praying out to God, oh, bring me thou out of my distress. I mean, David's having a rough time here. Look upon mine affliction and my pain. Forgive all my sin. Consider mine enemies. And you know what David's doing? He's drawing a parallel to his sin, his sin as a youth, the sin he's got now with the miserable life he's living now. And boy, sin catches up with you. Can we remember a woman named Beersheba? Can we remember some of the things David did in his life? Yeah. I think he's repentant of a lot of these things. Yeah. And uh, look, look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatreds. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, but I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, our of all his troubles, out of all his troubles. So he's saying, hey, I'm the king of Israel here. Redeem us. Get us out of all. And aren't we saying that to God today? Redeem yeah. America. Uh, sometimes I think we prayed a little bit too much, Stephanie, in life to say, God, bring us to your knees if you have to. Bring this country to our knees so that, that the U.S. will get right. You know what I think just happened in the presidential election? You know what I think just happened in this world? And we'll see, I know there's cheating and I know all this stuff is going on, but God is bringing people to their knees. God yeah. is bringing people to their knees. God is bringing the church to their knees. And, and I think that's what we're dealing with here in society and those types of things. And David's saying, oh God, I... Uh, you know, oh my God, I trust thee and, and all these things that he's going on. But practical, the practical message to these people out there that are hurting, I think, uh, 
Stephanie, the practical message where we're at is it, it starts with trust in God. Yeah. David's having a bad journey. He's having a bad step, just like he did in the last Psalm. But it, I think what David gets out of this is he's talking about integrity. He's talking about leaving his sin behind him. He's talking about doing all those things. And we all need to be there. We all need to get to that place where we say our sin is crazy. Our sin is a problem. Our sin gets in the way. We all need to get there. And if we're going to get there, we need to be looking to God. He needs to be showing us to that place we're going to. And uh, so I think, Stephanie, I mean, how, okay, so I always ask you these how questions, but this, this, I think, how did David get to where he is right there? Well, I think David had that heart that he, we hear about in Psalm 51. Yeah. Where he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He's having a bad day, though. And I think you're right. I think that bad day led to Psalm 51. But I think there's that point of humbling ourselves before the Lord. But then David doesn't stay in that, in that, you know, David, we see him going from, you know, pleading with God in humility to not remember the sins of his youth and all of that stuff to yeah. going to where he says um, in the middle of that, Let's see here. I'm looking to see which verse I want to start at. Um, verse 13, David said, His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. And David came to that point of confidence before God. And you know that sometimes that starts at the end of a bad journey. Sometimes that starts when we're in the midst of our PTSD. Sometimes that starts when 20 years after we've been abused, sometimes 20 minutes after. Sometimes that starts 20 years after we've been in battle. Sometimes that starts, but you know, here's the important thing. When it does start, you got to go to where David just went. Yeah. The important thing is, you know, he went to where David went. He went to the Lord. Yeah. Lord, take away my sins. And I don't think David is a big sinner here. I, I don't think David is, uh, you know, we see part of my problem in life is I was born and raised in this religion that was filled with rituals and they, they named sins and you had to pay certain things for certain sins and you had to do certain things for certain sins. But sin is sin. And that's what David's come to the realization of. I'm a mess. I'm undone. Yeah. Well, and I think he... It, it, um. Verse 16, he says, Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The yeah. troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my pain. And again, he says, And forgive all my sins. There's this point where when you're broken, when you've been broken either through life's trials or through consequences of sin, being broken is maybe a pain, painful place to be. But it's that place of utter dependence on God. And I think that's what we see here. I think and that's when you're the broken, bottom line Man, it's a good place. David, to be in the bottom of the David pit is. and be broken is a good place. We've talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Because God can put you just back together. Just don't write a song about pain being a privilege. Okay, so I wrote a song. It's on my <laughs> computer about pain being a privilege. Because if you read the Bible, that's what it says. But it's a song that's bad. It's kind of like, you know, hot dogs are better than filet mignon. It makes no sense. It's true. Nope. And, uh, uh, but I'll tell you, man, you, it, hot dogs are better when it comes to price. 
I mean, you can still go to Sam's Club or Costco and get a whole box of them for like 10 bucks. But what they do to your body is just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. The real beef ones aren't all that bad. But yeah, like Nathan's or something like that. Nathan's is pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think having the right, and, and you know those skinless hot dogs? Hot dogs have skins, okay? They got to snap. And uh, that's all I'm saying. But anyway, going back to David, going back to our predicament, going back to the people who out here are listening to us, and they're probably some hot dog fans too. But you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking until we're on the journey. You know, so many people are on their couch and they're afraid to be on the journey. Some of the people who are listening to us today are not on the journey. Yeah. And they're not on the journey because they're, they're afraid. They don't want to get off the couch. They're fearful. They're this, they're that. But let's give David credit. He got out there and got on the journey. He said, hey, you know, constantly, my enemies hate me. These people do yeah. this. They do well, that. I but think, you, you know I what he does? David, he goes to God. Yeah, and I think there was a, based on the, the, the end verses here, he says, consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. I think David had been had been through some false accusations and things here. Oh, yeah. And he's saying, God, would you take care of this? Would you let integrity and truth be be my preserving, my preservatives? <laughs> and I think there was a sense there where that broken, being broken because of what was being said about him had brought him to that place of just, kind of like we were learning about um, from Philippians on Sunday. Yeah. About the mind of Christ, what the yeah. mind of Christ was of being made of no reputation, taking upon him the form of a servant. That's the mind that I see here in David is just, hum, you know, just humility. But then also, God, just take care of this. You know, and you know, heart. folks, you know that's what truth. we need to be. I mean, we, we can we can we can circle the runway all day long. But the reality is we need to land and we need to get on our knees and we need to say, God, take me. Bring me where you were. So right now, Stephanie's queuing up the song, People Need the Lord. It's a song we love. Uh, she's going uh, to be singing that for us, and I know you guys love that song. So we were thinking about it, Steve Green, and he sings this song, People Need the Lord. So we go a cappella, and I just like mention a song, and she just pulls it up on her phone and sings it. But listen, friends, we need the Lord not only to be saved, we need the Lord to guide us through. So, so life is really about three or four different things, but the two biggest ones are uh, you need to be saved and you get saved. Then next comes, uh, am I going to live for God or am I going to keep on uh, struggling along and acting like I'm not saved? So you have to make that decision. Yep. And then once you make that decision that I'm going to do what God wants me to do, you're in a really good place. And so I think, I think this psalm is all about um, trusting God, stepping out, getting off the couch, getting off those things in life that hold us down that we're lazy with and start doing those things that seem a little more difficult. Going to Bible study, teaching Sunday school, joining a church, 
not forsaking the assembling. Uh, you know, maybe if we're a pastor, maybe stepping out and having another Sunday school class. Maybe, uh, I don't know, but I know this. I know when every time David talks about God help me, help me step out, let integrity and truth preserve me. As he goes along and he talks about, I, I, I need you, Lord. My enemies are out to get me. At the end, he always ends with something great about God. And you know how he ended that at the very end? He, he's talking about Israel. He's talking about mm-hmm. the people he governed. He's talking about the nation of Israel. Yeah. What does he say? He says, redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Whew, there it is. Here we go. People need the Lord. Uh, Stephanie, on cue. All, the whole song? I think, well, go ahead. I want it. Peeps okay. want it. Yeah. Okay. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care. Headed who knows where. On they go through private pain. Living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries. Only Jesus hears. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, He's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize? People need the Lord. We are called to take his light to a world where wrong seems right. What could there be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost? Through his love our hearts can feel all the grief they bear. They must hear the words of life only we can share. People need the Lord. People need the Lord at the end of broken dreams. He's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that we must give our lives for people need the Lord. Wow, that was really good. Hey folks, we're really excited to be able to come to you tonight. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We certainly enjoyed having it with you. Have a great day. And listen, if you need any help at all, please go to Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Send us a message. 
We'd love to come out there and help you. Remember, be like David, man. Just cry out to God. Pray to him. Seek him. Amen. Most definitely. Listen, we're honored. Have a good day. Listen to every word of this salvation message. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.